Sorry, we're not dead. It's the Raging Robot Party Cast. We're back. Hi, it's Josh. That's Ryan. What's going on? Because, oh man, we left and all this stuff happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <coughs> we took a small break and uh, life happened. Yeah. Not much in mind, but around the world, yeah, a whole lot happened. It's got Ryan <laughs> choked up. <laughs> Drink some water here. Okay. Yeah, hold you on. Got this. Sorry, nearly dying, yeah. but I'm good. Ryan, we, we had to revive him. We had to do the smelling salts and the zappy thing and <laughs> the adrenaline. That. Yeah, the shot through the heart, and you're to blame. Ah ah ah! So yeah, um, it's a Saturday night. It's okay for fighting. We're drinking. We're recording a podcast because <laughs> our lives are in shambles. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so you said that there's a lot of things in the news lately yeah there are quite a lot of things just before that i mean i just primarily work did you get a chance to do anything um i did a quest on destiny by myself that you're supposed to take people with and i just did it and it was fine that's good (laughs) i I beat the last part of the taken king uh the part where you beat orcs so that was cool I felt good because I've been told that was supposed to be hard. <laughs> um, otherwise, not really. Um, made some trades with the shop I like to go to and got a whole bunch of Dragon Ball figures. That was fun. Um, okay. Buddy's Toys and Collectibles over in San Antonio. If you're in town, it's a good place with good people and good prices. Um, recommend it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely... Uh me, as I said, I've been working. I restarted watching the show uh, Leverage because they added it on, as I previously mentioned, IMDb TV. Uh, we got a bit more into it. It's not exactly the longest series. I think it's only 50 or 60 episodes, <laughs> which for me is nothing. But uh, yeah. I kind of realized like, it's a heist show, but after its third season, it kind of stops being about heists. <laughs> <laughs> and turn into something different. And I'm like, I guess through all the watch throughs and that sort of thing, going back and rewatching older shows and watching shows I've already marathoned once and going back and marathoning them again, you kind of see things you might have missed the first time. Yeah. Through and so like I rewatch shows like Numbers and realize how gosh darn serious that show can be sometimes. Yeah, I like it when shows like forget what they were doing. Like, eventually how the A-team just becomes about, we're just going to build a thing out of junk, and that's going to end the episode. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about, like, they still technically pull off heist, but they go from, like, months of planning and meticulous things to, all right, we're going to heist in 30 seconds. Let's do this. And 80% of our heist is going to be based off of luck. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, you know, a soon-to-come subject. Fast and Furious did that. Yeah. It's like, whoops, we forgot what we were about. <laughs> Stealing TV VCR combos, because those things were the shit back in the day. And being the worst cop. Yep. I would argue that by being the worst cop, he's actually being a pretty decent, reasonable cop. <laughs> <laughs> they were actually, uh, what, what was it? <laughs> back in the day, we were a ripoff of the Keanu Reeves movie, uh, Point Blank. Point Break? Point Break, that's what I mean, yeah. There is also a second movie that they ripped off. Um, largely the romance plot of the Fast and the Furious comes from 
A movie called No Man's Land with D.B. Sweeney and Charlie Sheen. Ah. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Got a really good uh, car chase in it. That's cool. <laughs> Is it like the bullet car chase? Similar. Um, it's a movie where uh, D.B. Sweeney and Charlie Sheen are car thieves, but they only steal Porsches. <laughs> it's like Gone in 60 Seconds. Now, uh, what was that really famous one with, uh, what's his name from Easy Rider? Hold on, give me a second. Like, to give it its credit, Dennis it's... Hopper? What? Dennis Hopper? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Vanishing Point? Was that what it was called? The one where he was a car thief? That was clearly a whole entire just commercial for Chevy? Ooh. Maybe. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Because there was that, and then, uh, to give it its credit, it is the film that made me want a GTO judge. Because he rides around in this sweet red GTO Judge with a racing stripe on it. <laughs> I know what other movie had a GTO Judge, and that was Triple X with this. <laughs> um, the Last Ride. Okay. I want to say they reused that title for a bunch of other movies. Probably, but it's Dennis Hopper, Will Patton, Fred Ward. And yeah, he's a. It was like entirely built. The same thing of in Transformers, where like half of Transformers was built around showing off the new Camaro. Yeah. Uh, that film was a TV movie that was entirely built around showing off. I forget which car, but it was like half of it was built around this whole entire chase scene with that one car. I think they remade that to promote the new GTO that Pontiac came out with in the mid two thousands. Yeah, that may have been the thing. Is they he had the old GTO and then yeah he races around in the new GTO. I also remember Vin Diesel's Wheelman prominently featured the Pontiac G8 in it. Did it? Yeah. It was like the star car for some reason. Went a bad little car. Uh, just Pontiac literally died after it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. It's weird how many Japanese car companies just straight up died or well, are was, like... Pontiac was straight up American. Was it? Yeah, but um, the GTO and I think the G8 were both Holdens uh, imported from Australia. Well, I remember that uh, the American GTO judge, everything, basically everything about that car was stolen. Yeah. They stole the GTO name. They stole the name Judge. Well, there was also a Mitsubishi GTO, but that was much later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I remember... Uh, the, uh, the 3000 GT in America was the GTO everywhere else. Uh, who was it? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, the one time that he had the judge. I forget which episode it is, but... He has my favorite thing about it, and probably, in all honesty, the reason I won it, which is the GTO judge is saying, I'm not going anywhere quietly, and why should I? Yeah. Because <laughs> that car is big, it is loud, it probably gets five miles to the gallon, but... Welcome to Racing Robot Car Talk. Yeah. It's real car car laugh. <laughs> Shit. Real car talk, but... Take a shot. I just messed up and stole Zack Ryder's gimmick. Um... I remember I was watching Initial D because I'm a weeb, and Initial D, if you don't know, because not everybody knows it, is a manga and anime about street racing in Japan. And I showed it to a friend because Initial D is like, it's a weird stealth bomber of a series because you're like, this doesn't interest me, and then you get somebody to watch it and they're like, I'm hooked. Yeah. <laughs> so the, I was like, you know, they, they would ask questions and I'd be like, I mean, I'm not like an expert on this or anything, and they'd be like... Haven't you won street races? And I'd be like, oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's a good thing. Like, it's really weird uh, 
Tokyo Drift is such a weird movie. Just go back to the Fast and Furious show fast. Yeah. And just in the middle of it, for like that five minutes, it sits down when he's with the girl and it starts breaking down the history of drifting. Yeah, and it's such a really cool. random moment. It's so, cool. it's really cool and well done. But um, Well, I mean, the Drift King is in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Keiichi Suchia is the fisherman on the docks so who's watching uh, Sean learn how to drift and judging him. Okay. So. Yeah, that's the one they mentioned, like talking about how they just sort of race through the hills because they were bored, yeah. and that's how drifting started. Pretty much. Um, the thing about Japan at the time uh, when that was popular was really uh, cops didn't care what you did up there because it wasn't high traffic and you weren't putting pedestrians in danger yeah. either. So they were just kind of like, uh, that's on you. So it did eventually get to a point where I think they started to. Um, more heavily patrol it, but yeah. <laughs> For the most part, they'd just be like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, talking about it. But, anyways, get back on topic. Uh, so, as we said, we apparently picked, like, the worst time to go on break because, holy crap, life happened outside of us yeah. going on break. Uh, I, w- I will point out, because I want to toot my own horn, <laughs> that, um... <laughs> I'm a man of my word. I said, as soon as I have time, I'll get back in the studio. And I'm here. Yeah, quote-unquote studio. <laughs> yeah. Our studio that if you watched our video earlier, know that it is just a kitchen table with uh, Ryan's mom's stuff on top of it. Yes. <laughs> a kitchen table that I believe the previous owners had as a workout room. But uh, They were working out on the small table. <laughs> I think they just had an exercise bike against the window for some odd reason. But, uh... Yeah, so I guess let's start big to small here. Okay. Uh, of course, the biggest, the brightest, what everyone's been buzzing about, Spider-Man. Yeah, he gone. Kind of, yeah. So, <laughs> Spider-Man, or Sony and Disney have broken up. Yeah, they are no longer friends. <laughs> yep, they're very famously. Uh, so, it's still early... There's still a lot of he said, she said about things. Uh, I guess to go back to the very beginning, the Deadline article that broke the news essentially said that Disney approached Sony. Uh, they wanted to rework the deal because the deal is up. Disney approached and said, all right, 50-50. Doesn't seem like it's been that long. Yeah, <laughs> it hasn't. That sort of thing is it's still super early. I think it's been about a little... Over a week, a little less than a week. Well, I mean, like, since they initially made their deal. To yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think it was five movies, and so, uh, Civil War, Avengers, Homecoming, uh, the world, or what's the new one, Out of This World, uh, Far From Home, far from home. and then, uh, yeah, uh, so, Avengers yeah. 2. So, yeah. It, they made the deal... Uh, apparently Disney approached and said 50-50 and apparently Sony didn't respond at all and just walked away from the negotiations and said we're done <laughs> we gotta go make Angry Birds 3 yeah. fuck you uh, apparently Angry Birds 2 was actually a really good film like I saw I'll one of the to be honest I saw Angry Birds 2 did you? what did you think? it was funny and that was like <laughs> like one of the biggest haters I know of that film saw and it's like it's actually decent yeah, I mean I left so can't say anything better than that for a family comedy. Yeah. I mean, it's still early, and that's what I keep telling people is it's still early. And in all honesty, Marvel hasn't started swinging a stick yet. 
that stick being that, in all honesty, Marvel can probably offer Sony $2 billion just to get the rights back. Yeah, money talks. And Sony knows that. Yeah, a couple billion dollars. Heal wounds quickly, because Sony re-released a statement saying that it's not that they wanted money, they wanted to make sure Kevin Feige was still on the Spider-Man franchise, and Kevin Feige had to get... Uh, they're just like he had to get pulled off to work on X Men and things like that is what they're saying. Uh, see, that was my whole thing was like, okay, well, if they don't have that anymore, they literally have X Men and Fantastic Four they can go work on right now. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is, it's this thing down the middle of Sony kind of has the power just because of how hard they intertwined Spider Man into the franchise, and it's like yeah. Spider Man is supposed to take Iron Man's place, and they make that clear, and it's like. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, whoops. Yeah, probably shouldn't have been playing so hard with a toy that wasn't yellow in the first place. So, Sony has kind of sort of the power in this, but Marvel can, if they want to, go nuclear and just say, bye, good luck throwing Spider-Man into a Venom. See if that works out. See if you can make... Cause to give Sony their credit, they have another billion-dollar franchise, Spider-Man franchise, in uh, Spider-Verse. Did that make that much? I don't think it did, but I guarantee you the sequel probably will. Yeah. That, like, once it won its Oscar, and yes, both of us have seen it, both of us can say that that is one of the films I have seen, and yes, believe the hype, it is actually that yeah, good. Because I remember watching it going, the first ten minutes going, I don't know where the hype's coming from by the end, I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah, this film is that good. It's damn good. And so, I guarantee you, yeah, the sequel is probably worth a billion to a billion point five. And so, in the end, as I said, give it a month, and we'll see Sony or Marvel will probably billion to two billion dollars get back the rights, rent the rights to Venom, and because Venom did make a billion, I know that. Yeah, probably overseas. <laughs> yeah, but they'll give uh, the rights to Venom and the rights to the animated films to Sony. Sony can keep the merchandising rights. And those three things Sony has set for... Got this parasite in my body. <laughs> it just, just comes out. Yeah, but it's Woody Harrelson <laughs> next. Aren't you excited about Woody Harrelson playing a mass murderer? No. <laughs> yeah, but he's done it before. Well, he, he was a serial killer. I don't know if... Uh, like, it, It's completely off the wall for me to just say no immediately. Because... I love Maximum Carnage, both the game and the comic book series, but... Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever see Natural Born Killers? A long time ago. Yeah, about was, to say, it's before my time, so I haven't seen it. It was a staple of late-night Cinemax for me. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, prior to my time, you know, my generation, it's connected to Columbine, but in all honesty, yeah. that's in all honesty in the back of my mind whenever someone mentions it. I mean, I'm a big fan of the band Cam FDM, and that, that was a band that uh, Dylan and What's-His-Face listened to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they were not happy about that. But anyways, in the end, a lot of people are still freaking out. A lot of people are still shell-shocked about the news, but... Here's my thing. So you got the rights to Fantastic Four, right? Right. You can probably still easily sign Tom Holland to anything, right? Right. Bombastic Bagman, the movie. Yeah. Done. Well, as I said earlier, they already said they wouldn't concentrate on space, so they have... Nova Corps has been mentioned, and we've never seen Nova before, so it's just sort of like... Just slap the paper bag on his head, put him in the Fantastic Four costume, 
Um, all the Spider-Man costumes are gone. Something yeah. happens. You're fine. You own that. But we, yeah, we already <laughs> talked about, uh, what is it, multiverses. Though, I do kind of want to see the Johnny Storm Captain America buddy film they talk, that uh, Chris Evans said he's like so done to make, but I'm like, uh, I will never see that, but still. So dumb. <laughs> it would be, but it would be so awesome. Could you imagine Jessica Alba finally popping back up in the MCU? <laughs> Sup, I'm here. Uh, did you ever see the robot uh, chicken sketch where it, the shield and Fantastic Four switch places? No. <laughs> it's one of my favorites because uh, Ben Grimes is in the shield. Uh, well, I'm going to look up his name yeah, real quick. Because yeah, that does seem familiar. But yeah, it just shows him like, uh, <laughs> oh no! He. What is it? Dr. Doom's going for the city! And then it just shows the guy for the shield run up, protecting the city, and he just shoots him in the back of the head. Yeah, Big Mackie. Bad cop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right, okay. It's just shows him shoot Dr. Doom in the back of the head and goes, What? Looks like a clean kill of wipes off the prince of the gun and then puts it in Dr. Doom's hands. I am looking forward to Dr. Doom in the MCU. Dr. Doom slaps. He does, and it will be very cool. Uh, I don't think we'll get one of my favorite, uh, I guess, to move on a little bit. Uh, so, D23 is currently happening. Is it? Yes, which is Disney's big expo of them, sh- basically, jerking off to themselves, going, look! We're That's so great! Yeah, we're literally so big, we can host our own Comic-Con. Screw you guys, we don't Check need y'all. Look at all this Tron we're about to, oh. No. No. <laughs> Tron is dead. Still there. Everyone is. If only that Tron cartoon would have done better. It was good too. That's it what I keep really hearing. Good. It's got fan base, so I feel like at one point recently they were showing it late at night. So I wonder if just Daft Punk will just like eventually just release another Tron album and be like Disney, we can still do this. As well, man. Tron Legacy, man. A lot of people hated on it, but like, if you're somebody who grew up with video games and the internet and computers and you have huge dad issues that movie's awesome <laughs> a lot of people hate it on it but still managed to make it into Kingdom Hearts so hell yeah yeah now uh so to get into a few things uh well Rapid Fire I think the earliest news that ended up leaking prior to D23 Ewan McGregor is back as Obi-Wan hooray I guess yeah, uh, I mean, he was always the best part of the prequels. Really, the only part of the prequels that is good is the Obi-Wan's rise and fall from grace. It's yeah. the only part that Obi- that uh, Qui-Gon Jinn still makes sense. I guess. He's doing the most acting, I guess. <laughs> he is, and like I said, him, like, he gets... That's sort of the issue, I think, is he gets all the heavy parts and Anakin just sort of gets nothing, and that's, I think, the biggest downfall of the prequels. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that just, like, supposedly a joke line that they left in? Probably. Yeah, I can't remember Are whether or not that is it. the Chinese uh, bootleg Revenge of the Sith? Uh, yes, I'm familiar with it, but I can't remember what the... Uh, it was Star Wars Episode Three: Backstroke of the West. <laughs> With such famous mistranslated subtitles as the Jedi Council being the Presbyterian Church. <laughs> and um, Darth Vader's famous no being translated as do not want. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I'm famous, I'm familiar with it because of that, but I can't remember what actually there. 
Also, a lot of F-bombs in those subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, as previously stated, uh, Ian McGregor is back. That's really cool. Disney Plus show. Beyond that, we don't know yet. Yeah, um, I mean, sure. <laughs> so speaking of Disney Plus, I was talking to Josh before we started earlier. Uh, there are certain generations of Disney kids. So some grew up with just the movies. Uh, our parents, a lot of parents grew up with the live-action Disney films. And that's how they remember Disney. A lot of the 80s, 70s kids remember a lot of the animated films of the Golden Age. Yeah. Of the animated movies. Clamshell VHSs. Is, yeah. Then uh, a lot of the 90 kids are the Disney Afternoon Generation, which results Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck uh, Rescue Rangers, Tailspin. Duck Tales, Tailspin, uh, all those. Gargoyles. Recess, I think, was in there. Yeah, it was a late edition, but it, it counts. Yeah. I think it was Saturday morning, though. Yeah. But the Disney Afternoon cartoons, and they were there... And they're still legendary, and they're still good, I'm not saying. Uh, I kind of split the middle ground here. Some are better than others. Yeah. I split the middle ground, and the next generation I refer to as the DCOM generation, which is the Disney Channel original movie generation. I watched none of those. I watched quite a few of them. (laughs) Uh, A lot of them were prior to me. A lot of them came out prior, but a lot of them were still in syndication by the time I was watching. So yeah, there are quite a few Saturday nights spent watching those movies. Yeah, when I grew up, um, we didn't have Disney Channel like at all in our package. We had Nickelodeon, and when I was in sixth grade, we finally got Cartoon Network. So well, that's like Disney for the long as an adult. <laughs> for the longest time, Disney was a a premium channel. It was yeah. a pay channel. I think it still might be if you not got like. Uh, well, I guess most everybody's on digital now. What about say it's twelve dollars for Disney, ESPN, and Hulu? So yeah. <laughs> obviously they're taking a direct aim at. Access. The only thing I really, as we were talking about, got into on Disney was when they did Power Rangers reruns, when they did '90s Marvel show reruns, um, the Avengers cartoon they did, which was really good, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And uh, Phineas and Ferb, late at night, um, was always on super late, and (laughs) I want to thank whoever programmed that, because it helps with a lot of depression and bad times. That show is like the perfect, like, mind bleach for whatever's got you down. Yeah, it is a fantastic show. If you've never watched it, y'all should, but it is. Even, like, for an adult, it's funny. Did you ever watch the Avengers crossover? Mm Mm-hmm. That is, of course, fantastic. I think I've seen all of them. But to get into that, uh, we'll start with the biggest. The High School Musical show? Yeah. Um, no, no thanks. I'm good. It is a thing. I won't lie. I was into it in high, in, I was in high school when it came out, and yes. This podcast is canceled. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, me and my friends rolled around listening to all or into. Uh, I don't know whether or not it's title I'm breaking free, but y'all know which one that is. Who did this with you? <laughs> uh, this is what happens when you grow up in a church life. But uh, <laughs> no, no, I know, I know, it's not for everyone. Yes, it's stupid. Yes, some of it sucks, but 
it was still there, and its corniness and cheesiness can still just sort of entrap you there. I mean, objectively, I like trash too. I just like different trash. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I was part of the High School Musical. I mean, it's the same thing that I was a senior when Glee came out in high school, and as a uh, choir kid, that was like the gift to the world. <laughs> But, uh, you were, you were still in Arkansas probably during the High School Musical too, right? I was probably already here. What year was it? Uh, let me look it up. Hold on. Because I know that my younger sisters-in-law are, were both into that. Because that's like Zac Efron, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if it's any credit, first thing you type up with high school is High School of the Dead, so... <laughs> I have not watched that. Yes. Uh, I told my brother-in-law via text earlier when we were talking about various animated things. Um, I like anime, but not all of it. Oh <laughs> seven. Okay, so yeah, I was almost here. <laughs> yeah. And so I, know, I remember that in particular because you did not work at Pizza Hut yet. No. <laughs> That's how we met. We both were worked at Pizza Hut. I showed up in 09. <laughs> yeah. It rivaled Halloween and Super Bowl. And we did not know. We were literally... You've got to be kidding me. No, I'm not. Like We were just sitting there at Pizza Hut. I think it was a random Friday night. I think I'd only been working there two or three weeks. I was still super fresh. I think I was still 16 at this point in time. I only got the job because I I kept showing up and wouldn't stop until she finally hired me. (laughs) Did you just extort them? basically Jesus. <laughs> yeah and she's like look are you gonna show up i'm like yeah she's like fine and hired me was but, it still christy yeah christy was cool she was and like i said i ended up five years there so that yeah I, I kept my promise i stayed but uh yeah we were just randomly sitting there and suddenly <laughs> floods 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 of call were backed up hour delivery two hour delivery we can't figure out why, we can't figure out why, we can't figure out why until a delivery driver comes up and goes, I just delivered to a stupid party for High School Musical 2, and we're like, is that legitimately it? Is it? Is it the fact that High School Musical 2 is on tonight, that this is one probably the third busiest day of the year? My god, I just, I cannot believe that. It was a thing. <laughs> it has its fan base. Uh, the tweet, more than anything, though, that accompanied this... I think it's more interesting than the inter- than the announcement of the show, which is just... It's a picture of some people with the words High School Musical series. Yes, but beyond that, it has the words, it's not a reboot, it's not a sequel, it's not a prequel, it's its own thing. Then why did you call it High School Musical, Disney? You can't do that. You can't just say something's just because it's original. Look, guys, it's called High School Musical, but check it out. Nobody's going to sing, okay? <laughs> yeah. It also takes place in college. I'm Mike Perlmutter. I'm a real piece of shit. Yeah. Or the, what was it? Uh... No, that's the Marvel guy. <laughs> it's the Disney guy. Yeah. Uh... I forget. But uh... as my friend pointed out, though, to get a little bit uh, darker here. Well, not darker, but whatever. Uh, real life is... In real life, the happy ending of High School Musical 3, which actually went to theaters to tell you how well that franchise did, uh, they go off to two different colleges in San Francisco. Okay. They're an hour and a half to two hours between each other. Right. I guarantee you they never saw each other again after college. 
much. Probably. <laughs> Realistically, if they they probably made it about a year tops, if that, before they finally broke up. Because yeah. you cannot, like, an hour to an hour and a half's not bad, but on top of a college workload schedule, no, you're not going to last. <laughs> that relationship's not going to last. Yeah, it always trips me out when I see on Facebook, like, some random from high school. I'm like, wow, you still live there. Yeah. <laughs> you should move. Like, uh, no offense to anybody who legitimately enjoys Arkansas, but why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You can look up the video of the guy that never left his hometown on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Um, pro tip to anybody about to graduate high school. Leave when you're done. <laughs> never see those people again. I did have a teacher that, yeah, they had a 2,000 mile rule, I think it was. You had to go to school 2,000 miles away from your parents. And in all honesty, that's not a bad rule that I don't think a lot of people... And like she's like, I was allowed to go to school in my same state, but that's only because my parents moved away. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get that there's some people who can't, and there's some people who don't want to move because like their family or whatever. Yeah, they got tied down with something. But you should go, especially if you're in like a bad, like rural ass Rust Belt state. There's nothing for you there. <laughs> yeah. Um, what am I thinking about right now? That is the question. I'm still drinking this for loco, and I should not be. So to go on a little bit more with the uh, decom generation, yeah, uh, Lizzie McGuire. What? Yeah, so Lizzie McGuire gets a reboot. Also, is still Hillary Duff. Yes, Hillary Duff is signed oh. on. I gotta let somebody know. And so I don't know where this is going. That's what a lot of people on Twitter were saying, which is Lizzie McGuire ended with her becoming a pop star. Right. So is this going to be like? She had a coked out phase and ended up <laughs> washed up, or is it there to be she made a billion dollars as a pop star and just made it out okay? <clears throat> is she still with Gordo? Is Miranda still around? Who knows? Other than the fact that, yes, Hillary Duff is in. Hillary Duff appeared, because I imagine probably Younger's, I think, ending the season, <laughs> her show, and so... Why not go home? Objectively, know about Hillary Duff is her from that Eminem line when he was on bad drugs at the time. Yeah, <laughs> Hillary Duff is not quite old enough, so I ain't never seen a butt like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Christy. I'm trying to think yeah, back I'm to that. Uh, Christy Carlson Romano now has her own uh, Kim Possible slash oh. Even Steven. She has her own cooking show on YouTube. Okay. And it's actually really good, and I do really? think... What? More Kim Possible? Uh, they made the live-action film, which is weird. Did that come out anywhere? Yes, it was another DCOM. They still make two or three DCOMs a year. Like, they redid uh, Adventures in Babysitting, except they added a rap battle into it. Okay. In between a white girl and a black girl, but yeah. That sounds bad. It was, but... Uh, Isn't Adventures in Babysitting the thing where... They meet Thor, but it's just some mechanic guy. Yeah, okay. the thing where he yeah he raises the hammer. Yeah, they didn't need to remake that. No, they didn't, but they did. <laughs> that was fine already. I didn't actually like I. Uh, we have an Alamo Draft House down here, obviously. Though I do think they actually started in Austin, so why they used the term Alamo, I don't know. Who knows? But uh, we went to go see it, and so anyone who's never been to an Alamo Draft House, it's one of those fun theaters that instead of running the commercials or whatever. 
they run different things, and so yeah, in front of when I went to go see Thor or Thor Two, I can't remember which one, they did run that scene in Avengers and Babysitting, and I never knew that until I looked up. Basically, actually, until that reboot, and I looked it up. Yeah, it's Vincent D'Onofrio, right? I think so. And now so Kingpin. Thor and Kingpin. Yeah, yeah about to say. But uh, and Law and Order: Criminal Intent, the one Law and Order show that's not Law and Order. But uh, they're different. There are a few other, like, to rapid fire, a few more things. Uh, Miss Marvel, Camila Khan. Yeah! That's going to be really cool. That looks really awesome. I will say one thing, which is I hope they give her a better first villain because the devotional speaker, I don't think, is... I forget what his name is, but... Actually, I think that's the perfect villain right now. It's sad to say the guy... It's a good villain, just as long as it's done a bit better, because the first time he was done around is not exactly the best in the world. Yeah. Um, so her first villain, for those that don't know, was uh, a guy that convinced millennials that they were useless, and that was his whole entire thing. Isn't that the biggest villain in the world right now, anyway? <laughs> Trying to, but yeah, I think he's failing, and that sort of thing. It's just like... I get where you're coming from. I get. I see what you're trying to do, but you do kind of come off like a 40-year-old motivational speaker at a high school going, you can do whatever you want to do. Follow your dreams. But, uh... That is really cool to see. Uh, really cool getting another uh, color of hero out there. Another person of color out there. Forgive me. Very excited for that. I like Camila, though. I will admit I am a bad fan. I haven't read all the way through the second uh, trade yet. Yeah. Kamala Khan. Uh, I just like that one of her primary powers is a Simpsons word. Yeah. <laughs> she embiggens. <laughs> it is. I do love... It's always also cool to see the comic book fans get one outside of... Uh, what was it? Kick-ass being... Uh, making fun of comic book fans. Yeah. And so it's very cool, and I do love in... I think it's the first trade where she, uh... meets Wolverine. That seems right. I think it's the first trade where she meets Wolverine, and she, uh... She tells Wolverine that her fan fiction lost to, uh... get second place, and he's like, what did we lose to? And, uh... They lost to a Cyclops and Frost romance story in, in Paris. Yeah. He's like, oh, of course we did. <laughs> that was a really awesome moment in the comic book. But uh, Camilla's cool. Uh, another one to say. Um, Moon Knight, just to get another who out there for the mainstream people. But everyone that's not made, everyone that knows who it is is like, Screaming at the top of their lungs, Moon Knight right now. Moon Knight, we're not friends. <laughs> Moon Knight slaps. He does. He is a crazy man that's given. That is the one thing that's like, is this a win for the mental health community? I don't think so. <laughs> we will see. As a mental health sufferer, I'll count it. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say. <laughs> we're gonna see. It just depends how Disney does. I think they should do fine, but. Until the day comes when we get a hero who's suffering from depression and anxiety. Well, well I mean, we've seen both so far through the MCU with well, PTSD. I guess you got a point. With uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man 3. Yeah. 
because he clearly suffers from that, and then uh, it's clear that Thor has depression issues in Thor 2, which is what causes the beer belly Thor. A.K.A. best Thor. Yeah. He's actually shaped like Thor. Yeah, for once. And She-Hulk. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. I was like, sweet. (laughs) I'm going to be curious what run it is. Uh, I've read one run. Probably the same run a lot of people have run. Uh, crap, I probably should have brought the comic book down. <laughs> but uh, It's okay. It's a run that was done actually by an ex-lawyer. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, and so she actually concentrates more on the legal side. And you do get some fun stuff in there of her representing Captain America versus Daredevil. Uh, her representing Victor Doom's son. And you get this little fun thing of, like, uh, Doombots come, and he's like, My nanny, my driver, my first girlfriend was a Doombot! <laughs> and it's this whole list of Victor Doom's really snotty son is Jennifer's first villain. So we're gonna see where it goes. This has the potential to actually be, like, a kind of cool crime drama. The same, in the same vein that uh, Daredevil kind of pulled off double duty. Yeah, I could see it. If you watch Legal Eagle, you of course know that Daredevil's uh, trial wasn't exactly that legit, but... Uh, Did you watch that video I sent you for the Harvey Birdman? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do love that episode and most episodes of Harvey Birdman. Attorney (laughs) at law, yeah. Uh, we had those three, uh, another reboot, again, for the DCOM, because I guess, I guess Disney's kind of sort of banking on that the DCOM generation, so my generation is the first generation to truly go hard on Netflix, and truly go hard on streaming, and they're banking on that fact, because the third one, and this came out prior to D23, and kind of got shuffled in the news, is Proud Family also gets a reboot. Yeah, I know that fan... Wow. I know that show has a lot of fans, so I'm excited that it's back for people to enjoy again. It is. You know, it's definitely cool. Uh, who it was like, they represented enough, a lot of different like family types and ethnicities and all that, right? Yeah. They had the so Hispanic cool. family that they lived with. Of course, the Pratt family was uh, African-American themselves. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, and at the time, like that was not common. So. Yeah. It's it was ahead of its time and it's, it's Tommy good. Davidson. Yeah, so it's getting a chance to, back. yeah, be Tommy Davidson outside of something. I guess he was in Sharknado, so <laughs> probably got quite a payday for that. But I'm sure. Yeah. Um, completely unrelated. Did you see Rocco's Modern Life on Netflix? Not yet. Uh, I will <laughs> be. It is, and I've heard a lot really of good. good things about it. I will be the first to admit that, in all honesty, I watched. A few episodes of Rocco's Modern Life, but as I said, being born directly in 90, I was the middle, like, 90, I think, to 93 is a weird middle thing where we're in the middle of the 80s, and so I'm not officially an 80s child. I never watched T-Man, yet I watched Thundercats, but I'm also officially not a 90s kid because I was too young for some of, or too old for a few of the things. Yeah, I was born in 90, straight. Okay. That explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm, I'm middle ground, and so Rocco's Modern Life was one of the things that I know of it. 
I know it's well liked. I watched a few episodes when I was younger, but in all honesty, that was a bit too adult for me growing up. Yeah, it's got a lot of subversive humor and um, adult references, and but it's always had like a legitimate like social commentary aspect to it, and it's just a really funny show. <laughs> it, it is. Really it is and it's funny how many people I've seen complain recently about the legitimate social aspect about it. Yeah, and it's like, it was always like that. Yeah. <laughs> the creator has come out and said that he did an episode about being a closeted gay man yeah. during the original run, and no one ever complained about that, so it's weird that people are complaining now. But no, they have a lot of stuff on that show. Yeah. Um, but they just did it in a very absurdist and fun way. Um, but yeah, Rock Modern Life is a damn good show i'm glad that it's because that actually happened just as a result of fan demand like nickelodeon actually reached out to joe mary to do it so have you watched zim yet i saw that it was up today and i have not watched it yet yeah i know zim just came out i haven't got a chance to watch it yet again i'm hearing good things but who knows how well it's gonna do yeah major zim was late for me i think i was already 16 by that point but I did watch it, and it was funny. Well, I mean, he had to stop doing it because they kept finding his adult stuff, so. Well, yeah, well, at the same time, like, they're still bed buddies with the guy who made Ren and Stimpy, and that guy is a horrible nightmare person. Yeah. So, um... Well, it's, like I said, it's weird to say, uh, Invader Sim, I think, is an interesting study in early internet, as you were talking about, because... Yeah, Leonard Vasquez, like, he made Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and all that, but... Yeah, and... It's like, it's an indie comic, it's like, you know, it's not like kids had direct access to it, they had to know what they were looking for. Well, the internet is, and that's, I think, one of the big things, is he could have kept making Invader Sim, and I think he said, because kids started finding Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, and he's like... I can't have kids reading Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, so I had to stop making, because I think the internet, Zim was kind of started towards the beginning of the internet and Google, where kids suddenly had the power to look up IMDB. Who made this? Oh, what else has he done? And it's kind of this interesting internet tale of that. I don't know, man. Like, you had no difficulty making money off the t-shirts and merch and stuff for <laughs> Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and Hot Topic throughout the 2000s, so I don't know if you cared that much. <laughs> it's not to say I do know that that is one of the reasons he has said, but beyond that, I don't know. Directed a pretty decent mindless self-indulgence video, which is the perfect thing for Johnny Vasquez to do. <laughs> yeah. Those two things, <laughs> all three of those things go hand in hand with each other. <laughs> so, uh, did you check out the trailer for Lady and the Tramp? No. <laughs> I did. Uh, looks good. I do laugh at Disney just kind of racist cats. What racist cats? <laughs> Look, we use shelter dogs. What racist cats? <laughs> there are racist cats in Lady and the Tramp? Yes. It's been forever since I've seen that movie. <laughs> we are Siamese, if uh, you please. I got you. I forgot about that part. <laughs> yes. That part is something that much like, uh, what is it, zippity doo da zippity day Disney tries to bury hard. Oh, yeah, Song of the South, you're not going to get that on anything anymore, even though the ride is still there. It is, and as I've said, in all honesty, zippity doo da zippity day is probably still one of the top ten Disney, well, most yeah, known Disney songs. I say, I had a VHS of 
different. Uh, it was literally just a collection of Disney songs on VHS, and that was definitely one of them. So it still had a presence in the 90s. It did. The second most random one, Robin Hood. Uh, the original. Yeah. Now mostly known as the Hamster Dance. Yeah. That goes on for way longer than you remember it does because it goes over the full entire credits. And Robin Hood is so old that it has the credits before the film instead of after because it came before Star Wars when credits were put after the movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting fact. I think he actually almost got kicked out of Director's Guild for putting the credits for after the movie instead of before. But, uh, yeah, that song goes on for a good ten, like... In all honesty, the endurance test to watch Robin Hood, which is fantastic and was my favorite growing up. It's a good movie. There is an endurance test, which is how long can you take that? Yeah, my daughter sings that, and she doesn't even really know what it's from. Yeah. She just knows the song. But, uh... So, um, this podcast, per usual, is going to be full of unpleasant sounds because I've got the sniffle straight up and I'm breathing heavily because of it and I forgot to bring a solution for uh, wind and all that so my bad <laughs> it's not been too bad so far but I am going to grab another beer alright vamp vamp as hard as you can okay well, I can look for a few things. Uh, we can kind of get into one thing, since Josh hasn't seen it yet, I think I can go into it. We got a trailer for Rise of the... or not a trailer, forgive me. We got a poster for Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, it's a hella cool looking poster. Uh, it looks good. <laughs> it does. I'm definitely curious to see. Uh, you know, I'm not a hater as much as some people are on... The Last Jedi. Uh, I will say the second act is terrible. I would love to be a fly in the wall to see what happened. <laughs> to see whether or not it was just... Uh, was it hubris of a filmmaker crossing, throwing his hand back and forth going, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, I can fit all this in. And in the end, it happened that, alright, you can have character development, or you can move the story forward, but you can't have both. And so he picked character. He picked moving the story forward instead of character development. So characters make decisions. <laughs> that should have. Uh... All right. Well, I guess we can move it out. So yeah, he made decisions that, in all honesty, should have like characters do things that are whole entire movies worth of character development that did not happen. And sometimes they make anti-character development choices. That are really cool and would have been done well, once again, had we seen more of the movie. But, again, that's another podcast down the line. Yeah, we'll get to it as soon as I finish the last chapter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, The Mandalorian. I am looking forward to this, too, as our next time. I am, too. Uh, John Favreau. Yeah. Is, of course, in the... Is he showrunner and director for first episode? Why Producer. One of those, yeah. John Favreau is attached to it. It looks cool because Disney basically owns or owes John Favreau pretty much anything for creating Iron Man. I should say so. 
Yeah, so basically John Favreau can do whatever he wants for Iron Man. <laughs> because for people that forget, uh, what is it? Yes, a bad first film can take your whole entire tank your whole entire thing, lest we forget the Dark Universe. Oh yeah, it's gone. It's gone. The Mummy was that bad. Should have had Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I do think Brendan Fraser did post a bunch of stuff and just sort of laughing <laughs> when that movie tanked. I like that. Stay petty, Brendan. Uh, Clone Wars. Well, I mean, he got onto what's it with uh. The the one with DC. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the one that has a bunch of weird DC villains. But Hopefully not Swamp Thing. No. <laughs> uh, the one that actually made it. But beyond that, while I look it up, uh, The Clone Wars, its final season, is of course going to be on Disney+. Plus. Did you ever watch it? Yeah, I did. The Clone Wars is a good series. Um, I actually watched a little bit of it with... Uh, Presley recently, and she enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's good. I know that it's uh, that and a couple other CG Star Wars cartoons that have happened recently have all been fairly decent. So yeah, I know that. Uh, I forget what it's called. There have been two or three that have been Probably quite. Rebels. Yeah, Rebels looked cool, though. I never got a chance to watch it because I think I lost. Uh, Disney Channel, well, Doom Patrol. There it is. Oh, okay. I can't believe I couldn't pull Doom Patrol. <laughs> yeah, uh, Doom Patrol, he was the metal man in Doom Patrol. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So, Brandon Fraser is out there working again, because he did that, and then he did, uh... Another retelling of that movie that was reshot, because they didn't want Kevin Cosner in it. Where they reshot that whole entire film and it turned into the nightmare with Mark Wahlberg because Mark Wahlberg was the only one that asked for more money to do reshoots and everyone else agreed to do it for free. I'm Marky Mark. I'm gonna need some more money. But the issue was they only paid Marky Mark and they didn't pay any of the females and it turned into a whole thing. That's bad. Yeah. It turned into the whole thing and that sort of thing. It's just like, it didn't seem like it was 100% Mark Wahlberg. It seemed like Mark Wahlberg was the only one that asked for money. Like, no one else asked. Everyone agreed to come back. That's a bad vibration there, Mark. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Had two or three of the other castmates maybe asked also for money to do reshoots, then fine, but yeah, no one else did. <laughs> and so it looked Look, bad. I'll say it. Mark Wahlberg, your time is not valuable. <laughs> In all honesty, Mark Wahlberg, you were a huge piece of trash. You pretend not to be. I don't know if you still are, but... We have a better Mark Wahlberg. And his name is John Cena! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot what that means, but he does look a lot like Mark uh, Have you seen... What's uh, the one with Amy Schumer? Uh, I know what you're talking about. But yeah, it had the joke with Mark or John Cena. Uh, gets called, Yo, Mark Wahlberg, sit down. Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg is two fifty. I'm three fifty. Fucking Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> that was one of my favorite jokes. Was it Trainwreck? Yeah, I think it's Trainwreck. Yeah. But anyways, the Mandalorian does have a trailer right now that you can watch. He's got some armor. He does. It looks cool. Uh, I don't know if he. Let me see if we have an official name yet. I would love it if he has the exact same amount of screen time as Boba Fett. Nope, still just the Mandalorian, so 
Maybe he's Boba Fett. Maybe he's Kando. Who knows? Maybe he's neither. <laughs> Most likely. Uh, Disney is trying their hand at making a Hallmark original movie. What? Why? Because they can. No well. Stop it. Nobody wants that. <laughs> Noel with Anna Ferris, Bill Hader, and Billy Eichner. And Shirley MacLaine. This sounds horrible. So, uh, it's a Christmas movie. That's why I'm calling it a Hallmark original, because it does look like a Hallmark original Christmas movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Nobody's buying cards. (laughs) (laughs) No, you never know. To give them the credit, I probably still do watch about three Hallmark (laughs) original movies a year, so they are there. They do win. And I forget if we have to take a bit and pause. Apologies, we're back. Mini break there. Though, that did allow me to re-look through the Twitter to get some of the stuff. Uh, We got a Phineas and Ferb movie. That was just announced recently, I imagine, because I didn't see it yesterday. Looking forward to that. That would be really cool. Candace versus the multiverse, so I guess we're going back into the multiverses. Okay. Because we did have the movie where they did go fight the alternative Phineas and Ferbs. Across the... Third dimension? Yeah, something like that. That movie was better than it should have been. <laughs> that kind of describes, in all honesty, Phineas and Ferb in general. Yeah. As I drink this beer slushy. <laughs> uh, one of the ones I've kind of been building towards, and one of the ones I'm probably most excited for, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it's just a show about Jeff Goldblum. Legitimately, yeah, it is Jeff Goldblum, The World According to Jeff Goldblum, and National Geographic's, because I guess they are also Disney, I forget that, uh, paying Jeff Goldblum to go around and be Jeff Goldblum. Learning to make ice cream, Jeff Goldblum playing DDR. Ah, sick. Yeah, that is in the trailer of Jeff Goldblum playing DDR. It's a decade late, but... <laughs> well, that's the point. Is I guess Jeff Goldblum learning about arcade culture. Unfortunately, he doesn't get to have the guy standing behind him with a knife anymore. But <laughs> I made my kid play DDR with me at the arcade. How'd she do? Bad. <laughs> I imagine I've always sucked at DDR. It's funny for a mu- There was a time when I was good. For a semi-musician, for a kid that like took classes in high school to be a composer, composed one single piece. I suck at rhythm sometimes, and DDR is one of those things, and playing video games, which is the exact reason I bounced off of Sekiro, but that is a story for another day. Yeah. Uh, looking over some of the other stuff that happened, uh, we can bounce over to Gamescom real quick, though if we're going to talk video games, we can start prior to Gamescom. Okay. Uh, Time Splitters is coming back. Yeah, I love Time Splitters. So do I. Uh, I can't remember which one it was, but me and my friends replayed that Mars mission down to where I think we had it in under a minute. It was probably Future Perfect. Yeah, I think so. Where you could replay certain missions. Yeah. And they were multiplayer missions, and we would just start playing different variations. So like I said, I think we gave ourselves 45 seconds for the original variation, and we could do that. I think we would play... Uh, Three versus one, so where it was just computers, or it was two versus one. Forgive me. So it was computers on computers on your side, 
and you would have to try and beat the other. I think we would do one versus two where the exact same thing. We had that one down, but yeah, I played a ton of time splitters. Did it have the sci-fi pistol in it? Yeah, I believe so. The one where you should just shoot a bullet and it can just ricochet all over the place. Yeah. Eventually hit somebody. Good the game. ghost gun. But, uh, it is a lot of fun. Using a flamethrower on somebody in Future Perfect was ridiculously violent. <laughs> as long as you did not pick... Alive for a long time. <laughs> Everything was good as long as you didn't pick the monkey. I know the monkey was a staple of Time Splitters 2, so maybe you were playing that one. Maybe. But the issue was the monkey was odd job. Yep. It was a short guy. It was short, and so you had to aim for it. But, uh, yeah, they recently announced it is coming back. Uh, we don't know anything beyond that, other than they rehired one of the original creators. I would hope so. <laughs> and so... That's all we got thus far. It's like I said on a prior podcast. Time Splitters was always better than Goldeneye. <laughs> I said it. Don't at me. Actually, you can. You can at me. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just tell you. Nah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, we. I don't think anything certainly new came out of Gamescom or. Anything that was that exciting to be brand new came out of Gamescom. You can pee in Death Stranding. Yeah, about to say. Uh, we got some trailers for Death Stranding. You can pee, and you can use it as a weapon, I guess. Any game where you can pee is a good game. That's why Hamtaro, Ham Ham's Unite, one of the best games on the Game Boy Color. Is it? Because you can pee in it. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to actually watch that particular trailer. I watched the BB trailer. I watched... Or, which is the one with uh, Guillermo del Toro in it. I watched the trailer for the mother trailer where he talks to the one girl. But I missed the trailer that had the peeing in it. Okay, I was off on a completely different rail. I thought you were talking mother like Earthbound. No. Okay. Uh, we, of course, saw the Ready Player One lineup of MK11. Yeah, it looks it looks like a fun time. It does, but to talk about this, the first pack for MK11 okay. is... Waiting for it. Me. Is it Nightwolf? Yes. Nightwolf's a good character. Shang Tsung. Shang Tsung's even Nightwolf. The Terminator. Sindel... The Joker and Spawn. So, <laughs> I've already sent you an image of it, but that Joker model straight up looks like the porn parody Joker. <laughs> it does, and yeah, a lot of people point it out. Um, so, Terminator, cool. I'm on board with it because I guess it's the most recent Terminator. It looks like he has a beard in the character model. I could be wrong, but. I just don't know if I'm on board with Spawn. I know that he appeared in Soul Calibur, so it's neat that Spawn just pops up in fighting games, including his own on the PlayStation 1. But, I, I guess, like, Mortal Kombat's a 90s thing, Spawn's a 90s thing, sure. Are we still getting that movie? I think we are, right? Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, the movie uh, that's... To, um, 
Turbo Magnum Gaming Podcast, or Turbo Magnum, yeah, whatever you guys are called, <laughs> with those boys, we're talking about the Mortal Kombat movie recently, and uh, firing some shots, they're like, there's no story there, and I'm like, dude, Mortal Kombat has some deep-ass lore, there's a lot that you can use. <laughs> There is, and there really is. if you watch the Matt Muscles, what happened? He talked about it, where uh, the guy went to go see Mortal Kombat, saw a little bit of the game, and said, "I'm going to get you a multi multi platform. I'm going to make you a television show. I'm going to make you a live action. I'm going to make you a movie." And he did all that. And he did. Only one of those succeeded, but <laughs> he did do it. Degrees of success. Yeah. Yes, but. <laughs> Yeah, the first movie slaps, and we've discussed the second movie and how it does not slap. Yes. And by the way, if you want to pay us money on Patreon, we'll review that movie. Yes. <laughs> you can pay us money, even though I guarantee you probably like three years we're going to do it anyways, but <laughs> if you want to pay us to do it early beyond that. Three years. Yes. If you want to get Mortal Kombat Annihilation early, just pay us to Speaking of the movie, it is cool to see Shang Tsung. Uh... Modeled after his movie. Karaoke. Oh, God. Um, Karaoke Tagawa. Did I get it right? Let's make sure, but yeah, I believe so. Yes, I did. <laughs> Legendary Asian actor. At least here in America. I'm not sure about Japan, but... I hope that Sundell gets her line from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's too bad you will die. Bye. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a really random thing, and the thing is, it's cool that we now know everything. Ed Boom can stop making fun of people, asking, yo, I paid extra for characters, why haven't I gotten them yet? Where's my characters? Yeah, Ed Boom was for a while just, like, mocking them on Twitter, and it's like, it's not great mocking your own fan base, Ed Boom. Ed Boom. That's okay. Other people have done it worse recently. It has, but... Uh, yeah. Those are cool. My beer is unfrozen now. I'm definitely going to be curious to see what the Terminator's ending is. I already sent it to you. <laughs> yes, it is. I think that was from Dr. Doolittle too. though if you look on the IMDb, he's unlisted. So I'm like, maybe I dreamt that. I could have swore he was the Alpha Wolf in Dr. Doolittle, too. I assumed it was just his Christmas card or something. <laughs> There's, yeah. I could have sworn Dr. Doolittle, too, that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Alpha Wolf. <laughs> well, I hope not, because that means he's not real. <laughs> just, it's such a terrible film, but it does have one of my favorite mo- moments, which is Eddie Murphy giving a speech to the animals on how to be an Alpha. You gotta be the alpha. You gotta be the lead man. You can't take anything from no one. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. He keeps hyping himself up, hyping himself up, popping himself up. And his wife goes, Honey, can you take out the trash? And Nate Murphy just turns around. You take out your own damn trash woman. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, God. That, that part got me to laugh. I can do that a lot, oh, find, like, sorry. the one funny joke in so many terrible things. Yeah, there's a decent joke in um, the fourth Transformers movie, which was horrible. Yeah. Almost the whole way through, but it's got a good line in it. Which was, um, whoever the guy was, 
it's probably some famous actor that I can't remember right now because I'm several beers on. Um, <laughs> it's like, I only started the end of the world. You brought your family to it. That's horrible parenting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I just confused the third one for the fourth one. I was about to say Patrick. No. But no. I'm probably just one of the very few people that ever watch Meet the Spartans because... Oh, God, why? Because for whatever reason, we decided to Redbox that one when we were younger and stupider and more pure. <laughs> and, yeah, it had one funny scene, which is just uh, where the Spartan guys, they were tortured many ways, and they just shows them in the James Bond chair. <laughs> Tell me what I want, Mr. Bond. Who is Mr. Bond? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, that's the one and only funny joke. And probably out... Every movie outside of a Beyond Scary Movie 2. I was in some, like, important college class, and the professor was like, I saw Meet the Spartans this weekend, and I was like, I don't know if I should be in this class. <laughs> they had their moment. Uh, so, what do you think about Disney trying to make their own documentary about Disney? I guess WWE does that all the time, so sure. But yeah. So we're getting a documentary on Disney Plus about Disney. Is it World Workers? I imagine it's World because I don't think they would go to Disneyland, but maybe they did. But Disney theme park workers. But it's also, once again, made by Disney, so this is essentially a propaganda movie. So. Here's an idea for you, Disney. This one's free. But if you want to pay me, I'll take your money. Do that show. Do it a reality show. Make it a trashy reality show about the lives, like the real lives, of these Disney Park employees. And how they're all hooking up with each other, doing stuff down in the secret character tunnels and all that. Um, just a real, like, raw, like, behind the scenes, what it is to be a Disney cast member. Do it. Don't be cowards. Give us that show. Million dollar idea right there. We will see. <laughs> we will see. It could be the next Jersey Shore. So, uh, you're ready to watch theater kids try and go back to high school? No. That's a thing that's happening. Why? Because they wanted to make Encore with Kristen Wiig because it's Frozen 2. Which we also did get some more information about Frozen 2, but... I'm sure I'll see that. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'll see it eventually. I'm trying to keep myself non-spoiler. Tangled is better than Frozen. At me. But... No, it is. I love Tangled. As do I. So, uh... Kristen Wiig, yeah, has that show going. Gonna be interesting, of course. But again, a lot of these are, we'll see... Uh, a Monsters University movie? Didn't they already do that? About what happens after, I guess, the main protagonist of Monsters University graduates. I never actually saw University. Did you? Parts of it. Okay. So, I guess they just move on and be monster office workers? Well, it shows... I know I watched the CinemaSins for it, so I know that it ends with them in the coffee room. The copy room. Okay. And so I guess somehow they managed to work their way up to the copy room. 
Alright. Moving on up. Yeah. <laughs> As CinemaSins put it, the only company that ever actually had forward momentum. <laughs> uh, I guess this is the main protagonist, so we're going to see what happens there. Because the weird thing about Monsters... Uh, well, Monster World and all that is by the end of the first film, Monsters Incorporated, they fix everything. Yeah. They solve their world's energy crisis and create a perfect utopia, so it's like, where do you go from here? You gotta go back to the past. So they did with Monsters University. (laughs) And now I guess we're getting a gap show in between Monsters University and them fixing everything at Monsters Incorporated. So, once again, going to be interesting to see that. I think that's all the Disney stuff for now. Uh, To go back to Gamescom, you said you were neutral on Blair Witch, right? Yeah, I I don't care one way or the other. I know there are a lot of people... I like Blair... Forgive me, I like Blair Witch movie. Uh, Me and my friends used to watch this Halloween tradition... I know there are others that despise Blair Witch and everything it stands for and everything it created. Yeah. I think Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows was okay. Uh, I know someone else that thinks that too, outside Xbox Andy. But, uh, <laughs> That's my review of Blair Witch 2 Book, Book of Shadows. Shadows. It opens on uh, is it a Stone Temple Pilot song. I believe so. Yeah. Let's see. Keep talking while I look at that. But, uh, yeah. So, we tried the movie reboot. That didn't go quite as well as people wanted it to. So now we're trying a video game. Um, it looks interesting. You have an old Nokia phone that you can guide with. And yes, you can play Snake on it, for those of who are curious. Uh. Nice. Yes. There are a few other interesting trailers that came out of Gamescom. Uh, nothing too big came out. Uh, I believe Borderlands 3 talking about their new character. Uh, it's interesting because it's a robot. So it's genderless and they're trying to treat it as genderless. And it kind of goes back and forth as this debate of they did a lot of research into transgenderism or genderless people. To make the robot genderless. But in the end it's still a genderless robot. And so it's just sort of like. You get half credit here. While you're trying to claim whole credit. So the opening theme. To Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows. Is Disposable Teens. By Marilyn Manson. No it is. Okay. Um, Also Christopher Daniels. theme song on most of the indies. Ah. Cool. Until he joined up with SoCal Uncensored. And... Um, Borderlands 3. Probably don't buy that. <laughs> Not because of the whole dinner thing. I'm cool with that. Largely because of Randy. Yeah. <laughs> and whether or not allegations, certain allegations, certain things against Randy are Randy. true. It's tough to say, like I said, Pro ZD is cool. Uh, it's really random, like, you'll get kicked off the official Borderlands board if you call him him. 
instead of using they, and it's like, I get what you're trying to go for, but again, to me, it's still only half credit because it's a robot. It never had a gender in the first place. I mean, they're trying. They're trying, and it's cool to see people move forward. My whole thing is like, I'm sure from time to time I say some messed up stuff, but I've worked a lot of jobs, and in those careers I have met people of various different backgrounds, many of them pretty gay. And um, if you're gay, if you're trans or whatever, I just want you to feel like you and feel comfortable being you. So I do appreciate the effort from a game company to try to do that. Unfortunately, it's a game company led up by Randy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, for the PlayStation, you get lucky. Okay, what do we get? Yakuza Remasters for yes. the PS4 owners. Uh, I'm hard. <laughs> this is really cool. Uh, it's really cool to see Yakuza finally starting to get his dues over here in the West. So good. It is really good. Uh, in between you and the super best friends, I was introduced to it. Like, one of my friends who has never watched a Yakuza Let's Play, did not know what Yakuza was, started it's sending me Yakuza memes, and I'm like... <laughs> and actually, we saw some Shenmue stuff also. Uh, what was it? The four... You asked me originally the four... Can you tell me anything about the four Woody? The Woody. <laughs> Though I guess uh, Otto correct, corrected it incorrectly, so I wasn't able to look it up later, but... Do you know where Sailor's singing? Yes. <laughs> Do you I'm know? looking for the men who killed my father. Can you drive a forklift for okay. a week straight? <laughs> In real time, I believe. Gotta go get some capsule toys real quick. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the Yakuza series is amazing. If you have not played it, play literally any of them, because they're all good. And Kazuma Kiryu is a fairly unique character, because <laughs> it's like I had to explain to my daughter, who is weirdly fascinated by Yakuza 5, <laughs> and I think... She plays it because she sees it in a different light. Because she just sees that game as an adult simulator. Yeah. He just goes to his job. And drives <laughs> and a taxi. Like, cool. But also, most of Japan tries to fight him along the way. And she's confused as to why that is. Well, in all honesty, because there's not much of a reason for why most of Japan tries to fight him. There is an in-game reason that they do give, but it's not necessarily the best one. It's just like, sorry I'm late, boss. Had to kick most of Japan's ass to get here. I went back and rewatched the trailer for Yakuza 5, and it talks about, it goes to Tokyo! Yeah, like, I had to explain to her, like, okay, so objectively, these are all bad people, because you get to the chapter where it's the really big dude, and he's going to prison or whatever. And she's like, why is he going to prison? And I'm like, well, these people do crimes. But some of them aren't all bad. <laughs> In all honesty, what do we see? I don't think Kiryu actually commits any crimes on camera. But I mean, he whoops a lot of people. But they always start the fight, so yeah. it's like, objectively... Yeah, I don't like, think Kiryu commits any crimes in the Yakuza franchise. Yeah, it's like I'm trying to like get into like he's like a bad guy, but he's extremely morally straight compass wise. Like he 
takes care of orphans out of the goodness of his heart. He seems like weirdly jasked for some reason, which is weird. But he just he just doesn't really do a whole lot of bad stuff in a game I think, about a crime syndicate. Yes. I think the perfect way to explain it is to get into a minor spoiler for one of the games. So Yakuza Zero. Oh the origin. The origin story. So this is a prequel series. Or this is a prequel game for everything. Spoiler, I'm gonna give away a side quest here. Okay. Uh so you accidentally agree to buy a little boy a porn magazine in this film. Or in this movie. <laughs> or in this game. Uh, the beer is starting to kick in, you can tell. It's okay. In this game, you accidentally agree to buy a little boy a porn magazine. Why does the little boy want a porn magazine? All he knows that it is, it's wrapped in plastic. And he's never seen that before. And that it is in the biggest, flashiest machine he's ever seen. So that means it is ultra important. Yeah, it's like a mystery. Yeah. And so it turns into this thing where... It turns into Kiryu accidentally agreeing to buy it, which turns into an exploration of Kiryu's past of how all the adults used to lie to Kiryu back in the orphanage, and that he doesn't want this little boy to grow up thinking that all adults lie, so he can't break his promise <laughs> to this little boy of accidentally agreeing to buy the little boy a porn magazine. <laughs> <laughs> that is how the Yakuza franchise is. It's not this perfect explanation of somehow it perfectly manages to make a thing about accidentally agreeing to buy a porn magazine for a little boy. Yeah, uh, you can spend an hour in Yakuza 3 trying to win the right stuffed animal out of a UFO catcher machine yeah. for a side character <laughs> because she wants a specific one. But turns out you can win any of them and she's still cool with yeah. it. Uh, so, Need for Speed Heat. I like the aesthetic. I don't know if I'll like the game. <laughs> yeah, it's such a sad point in time. Uh, 90% of games, and I think even the other racer that was announced here, are simulators nowadays. Yeah. And so there is a market for another Need for Speed out there, another arcade franchise racer. Because they just, they, they're not made anymore. No, they're not as common as they once were. The slider and drifter games just aren't as common anymore. And so, Need for Speed, I think it was Heat, or was this one Heat? Mm-hmm. This one's Heat. I know that there was a reboot just called Need for Speed not too long ago. The one after that one, uh, whatever it was, it was played with microtransactions. Yeah. And so that one has a lot of people worried. Uh, they say no microtransactions at the moment, just car packs. Yeah, I remember I was into the last Hot Pursuit game they did, and it had a lot of car packs in it. And so this seems like, yeah, it's Need for Speed, Most Wanted, and Need for sp- and uh, as you just said, it seems like it's Paradise City also, because it seems it's open world. Burnout Paradise. Yeah. <laughs> we had a discussion about my distaste for what the Burnout franchise turned into. Burnout 3 was already perfect. Why'd you change it? Uh, so, 
Watchdogs Legion. The ability to recruit anyone. I've just learned about this. <laughs> but they have downsides. And so it could be everything from the gentleman is a master at pistols, but he's 80 years old, meaning he can drop dead at any moment. That's awesome. Yep, that is legitimately the one shown in the trailers. He is a he is an ex-soldier. He is a master at machine guns, but can die at random times. <laughs> you are shown you can recruit a lawyer who has a 25% chance of instantaneously getting you out of jail for free. You can recruit a soccer hooligan who takes fifty percent, does fifty percent more damage, but he can't go to most of the pubs in England. <laughs> Fair enough. And so there's some of that. Uh, let's see, what else we got? Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. We saw some stuff for that. Continues to look good. It does. It exists. I'm there is a thing. Bag <laughs> uh, yes, uh, we saw some of Gohan's gameplay for the next Dragon Ball game. Yeah, um, I was extremely excited when they announced that that game is going to have a side mission about the episode where Goku and Piccolo have to learn how to drive. <laughs> is that where like? It turns out that Piccolo doesn't have a bladder or something. I don't think that was a factor in it. It was largely just that, like, they came back and Chi-Chi was like, this is bullshit. You need to learn how to drive. And I was like, okay. So they went and learned how to drive. And Piccolo was, like, uh, dressed in human clothes for some reason because he's still green. But I guess wearing some clothes and a backwards baseball cap will, you know, distract from that fact. Never mind the fact that um, you look like one of the hugest villains ever from several years ago. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, um, so they take a driving test, and um, <laughs> Goku's like, whoa, wild clothes, man. And he goes, thanks. Your wife got them out of your closet for me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that episode's awesome. They... Terrorize of two different driving instructors. One of them very aggressive. One of them very passive and calm. Yeah, I could have said there's something about how Piccolo goes to the bathroom in that episode. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But, uh. <laughs> yes, looking through a lot of it. Uh. We get another video game simulator. Though it seems closer to, like, Skate. Than Tony Hawk, so it seems like an, it's like it's another simulator, simulator, not a different thing. So like goat simulator. Yeah, it's a uh, sessions, I believe. Okay. Or yeah, but it was just sort of a empty room, and then look, here's how you grind a rail. Look, it's a kickflip. It's like okay, you ca motion captured a lot of stuff. Yeah, nobody really makes skate games anymore. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Wants it. it is. It's just weird that they chose to do a simulator skate game instead of going back to the arcade of the Tony Hawks and the you know underground being able to make a move that can happen in thirty seconds. Yeah. Which is six like twenty different moves in thirty seconds, and it just looks like a glitch. Yeah. Uh, man eater. What? 
Playing as a shark. Mm, uh, what else is there? I do know that game. <laughs> yeah, I would have wished that we would have got to see the gameplay of Joker, Spawn, and Terminator. Other than just seeing them walk into a room, which is what we get. I'm sure Joker's still just the Injustice models. Most likely. And gameplay and moveset. Oh, yes. Uh, the smaller news, because unfortunately it got swallowed up, and actually a oh, big news that we're kind of forgetting and we may end on. Uh, one of the smaller news that got swallowed up in the thing, James Bond, No Time to Die. Okay. So that is the trailer, or the title of the next film. Cool. It's no longer Bond 25, it has an official yeah. title. <laughs> Just releasing a movie called... 25. Yes. Based on the hit Adele album. It would have been random. Uh, it seems like it's cool. I do... I wasn't the biggest fan of them talking about making... Uh, having the one girl just show up and be 007. Like I said, it goes back and forth, but I'm just kind of like... It feels random just because... If I remember correctly, one of the biggest things was... Uh, Judy Dench telling him... I think you're a Cold War relic that doesn't deserve to exist anymore. So why they would give someone a double O moniker <laughs> after that line, I don't know. Sick burn. Yes. So it's like, it feels weird that y'all would choose to keep a double O in the universe after that has been said and done. Yeah, I honestly forget James Bond's a thing half the time anymore. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I do think that we saw a few stuff of, uh, the Avengers game. It looks like an action game still. There's not much to say beyond that. I'm sure it'll be playable. It seems like it's cool. Again, a lot of people are annoyed, but it's like, no, I'm sorry they couldn't get the MCU rights. But it's not the first time that Captain America looked different, as he said, Thor... Fat Thor looks a whole lot closer to his comic book counterpart than anything. Yeah, I mean, you know. I would say since Ultimate Alliance is currently Switch exclusive, um, may as well get on an action game. <laughs> uh, One Punch Man, we finally got some stuff about it. I hope that it only has one button. <laughs> kind of. And so what you do in One Punch Man, it seems to be that like there's a certain mode, and imagine it's story mode, where you play the heroes and you have to survive until he gets there. Okay. And once he gets there, then, yeah, it's one button. Cool. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And so that seems to be the story mode. Other than that, yeah, it seems like normal fighter. Okay. Well, that's... I imagine, yeah, Sajima is locked up until... So we're going to see... Yeah, it looks cool. Like I said, a lot of people just sort of showing up and be like, I can do this! And then Sajima shows up at the last minute and just punches the guy. <laughs> the way it should be. Uh, know the trailer we got? Rambo. The game? It's now Taken. The last movie. Oh, you're right. I forgot about that. And you showed that to me earlier. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the last Rambo movie is taken. Uh, they kidnap his niece, I think. 
the Mexican cartel, and so it's oh god, Rambo taking on the Mexican cartel as taken. So I already don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to say. We're gonna see what ends up happening, but uh, Minecraft RTX. Yeah, cause that's a thing that needed to happen. I guess it did. Did it? In terms of in in official Minecraft, yes. In terms, I think I downloaded that texture pack five years ago. (laughs) That's sort of the issue with looking at it, and I'm like, look. You can see your reflection in the gold. These are all texture packs I downloaded five to ten years ago. Minecraft, there's not a single original thing in this. I'm sorry to say. But people still play that, I guess. They do, and even I get an itch every so often that can only be scratched by me going back and playing Minecraft for two or three weeks. I'm sure I would be there if I ever played it. It is fun. It's cool. But, yeah. It, it's definitely a thing, and that's sort of the best thing you can... If you never played Minecraft, you have to go out and play it, because looking at it from the outside in, there's that very famous uh, episode about Cable from South Park, where they put the Minecraft locks on the television so the parents can't watch real tr- true crime murders anymore. <laughs> and so, yeah, it makes fun of that and how ridiculous it looks from the outside in. <laughs> Alright, so we're getting back into it. Uh, Iron Harvest. A new RTS. Sounds like a Warhammer thing. Is this a Warhammer thing? No, it's a... Uh, it's own... It's a Mecha RTS. Okay. So, World War Two with mechs. Okay. Uh, like I said, it looks like a, uh, what is it, Red Alert style RTS of, oh, cool. yeah, seems like it's a return to form. Looks rather interesting. Some new, like I said, Death Stranding stuff, uh, Humankind, looks interesting. Did you know there was a Command and Conquer that had Ric Flair as one of the generals? Was there? Yes. You can look up the cutscenes for it. I know, uh, uh, Tim Curry, thanks to Asset Xbox, very famously made the, I'm gonna go to the one place where there is no capitalism, space, <laughs> in a terrible Russian accent. Uh, the makers of Her Story made another FMB game, Erica. It's really weird to see such a random things such as FMV games make a comeback, but there they are. What is this? Because I, you said FMV games and I was on board, but I've never heard of either of these. You never heard of her story? Mm-mm. You have to guess what, is she telling the truth or not in her story? What Erica's gonna be? I don't know. Okay. Uh, but Predator Hunting Grounds. Hey, that's a thing. You're gonna be playing as the soldiers fighting... Whoever they're fighting in the jungle. Sadly, most likely whatever ethnic group they decided to pick. Yeah, hopefully they're like... And you play as the predator killing the soldier, so... We're gonna see. Oh, you actually play as the predator? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's cool. 
uh, Monster Hunter Worlds, Iceborne, a new expansion for Monster Hunter Worlds, looks cool, uh, it's cool that such a old franchise is getting its brand new recognition. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, this generation, which I believe is uh, a new Destiny look-alike, is what it looks like. Yeah, it's called this generation. This generation. Uh, okay. Again, it looks like it's Destiny. You play as a robot piloting a thing. From what I can tell. Souls. Yeah. A robot piloting a thing. I wish I could say more, but that's it. Uh, Everspace 2. I never did Everspace did you? I'm familiar with it, but I did not play it. Yeah. Uh, what other trailers did we get? Doom Eternal, though I never really played it. <laughs> did you see uh, the Chex Quest review earlier this week? Yeah, probably <laughs> began. Chex Quest. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's touch your blood. It touch your milk red with the blood of your bleeding mouth. Because I couldn't think of anything to say bad to say about Chex Quest beyond it's a little long and confusing. But I was surprised it was such a good game. Ah, <laughs> uh, what was it? In all honesty, I used to be afraid of it for some odd reason, but I can't remember why. You were afraid of Chex Quest? Yes. I don't know why. What it was? It's one of those things of like the five-year-old afraid of the random closet for no reason. I was afraid of the bugs on the raid commercial back in the day. Yeah. I wasn't afraid of actual bugs, just the animated ones on the raid commercial. Uh, Dead by Daylight gets a Demigorgon from... Uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things, or because... Finger strings. Yeah. Dead by Daylight continues to keep trying to beat Friday the 13th, and it all honestly kind of winning, but that's not Friday the 13th's fault. Yeah. The lawsuits are kind of what caused Friday the 13th to lose, but that's, a, again, another podcast full of who owns the rights to Friday the 13th? And the answer is, we all do in our hearts. <laughs> the answer is, the guy they made the deal with only has the rights to one Freddy. Not all of them. Or one Jason. Only Baghead Jason. Yep. Ah, uh, Greedfall. What were you? I watched you. Hold on. Forgive me if I watched a lot of these, like, last week. Oh, yeah, Greedfall. A new, uh, Fable style. Everyone you make deals with, everyone you do this with has a thing. If you make the wrong one, then you're gonna have to kill everyone. But if you do it correctly, you can save everyone. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Fable slash Dragon Quest of politics. You're playing a lot of politics. What was Vigor? Oh. Uh, another Russian Fallout game thing. Oh. A nuclear Fallout, but you're protecting wherever you live. Overpass. This was the other uh, racing simulator. Okay. But this one is an uphill climbing simulator for ATV vehicles. Something different. Yeah. I'm with it. 
Empire Sin, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the sci-fi series. Nineteen twenties gangsters. Uh, but it is. Hold on, someone said it down in the comments. Uh, what is it? John Romero game. Yes, XCOM. There it is. XCOM 1920s. Interesting. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, like I said, looks cool. Yeah, I'm not mad at that idea. So. Eastward on the Switch. What's that? It is. Let's see if I can remember. Oh yeah, this weird thing where you're a cook and it looks like you're fighting for your ingredients while moving eastward. Oh, it's a burger time. Yeah. <laughs> I think there were a lot of these just because I didn't see the originals, such as Risk and Rain 2. Persona 5 gets a new thing. Uh, Beyond Steel Sky, Rainbow Six. But yeah, Gamescom happened. A lot of stuff got announced. Announced and came out of it. Those are just some of the things that I was most interested in. I'm trying to pull the list for the Sega Genesis Mini because I'm very excited about that. Uh, did they create it or did they announce it? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Where is that game? I imagine a few Sonics. Less than you'd think. Okay. So. The Sega Genesis Mini, um, I believe this is Sega taking back control of the license for their plug-and-play hardware um, from At Games to make uh, something that actually emulates their games right and doesn't sound like hot trash. And it's got 42 games. Those 42 games being Alex Kidd and the Enchanted Castle. Don't care. Alien Soldier. Cool. Alyssa Dragoon. Believe that's a rarity, so I'm done with it. Altered Beast. Game sucks, but I still love it. Um, Assault Suit Lanos, which I am completely unfamiliar with, but looking forward to trying it. Beyond Oasis, cool game. Uh, Big Git, Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse. Surprised that they were able to pull that one back. You get Castlevania Bloodlines, Columns, which is an underrated puzzle game. Comic Zone, uh, Contra Hardcore, which is an underrated Contra game, but hard is in the title, and it is very hard. <laughs> Uh, Darius, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Bean Machine, a.k.a. Puyo Puyo. Uh, looks like Dynamite Heady, Earthworm Jim, Echo the Dolphin, which, <laughs> as an adult, I have played Echo the Dolphin and still don't entirely understand what I'm doing. <laughs> um, Eternal Champions, which you will need a six-button controller for, but... It seems like their USB six buttons will work with the system. They come with two, three buttons by default. Uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, which is one of the better ports of it. Golden Axe, Gunstar Heroes, Great Shooter, Kid Chameleon, Landstalker, which uh, Squeezer from the Red Ears will be excited for. Uh, Light Crusader, 
Mega Man the Wily Wars, which is a rare Mega Man game. It was originally only sold at Blockbuster. Okay. Uh, Monster World 4. Oh, man. Some region got outrun 2019, but the U.S. one didn't. That sucks. I love that game. Uh, Fantasy Star 4. And the one that I'm most excited for, Road Rash 2, which I will play for hours. Okay. Um, but there's more. <laughs> there's also Shining Force. Uh, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master, Sonic Spinball, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and those are the only Sonic games. Uh, Space Harrier 2, Street Fighter 2, Championship Edition, Streets Rage 2, Strider, Super Fantasy Zone, Tetris, surprisingly, uh, Thunder Force 3, Toe Jam and Earl, Vector Man, Virtual Fighter 2, Monster Boy and Monster World, or, I'm sorry, Wonder Boy and Monster World, and World of Illusion. I know a lot of these, again, I came up in the last generation of Sega, and so... You know what's crazy is, um, it looks like in Japan they get the Yu Yu Hakusho Fighter, which was on the Mega Drive. Okay. Which was a good game. I'm surprised that they get a license like that. Um, but I guess if they could pull uh, the Castle of Illusion game, Mickey Mouse, I'm sure Yu Yu Hakusho wasn't a big get for them for Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, two things we forgot. Uh, Black Panther gets 2022 release date. Nice. Okay. And so that's kind of cool. I know that it was kind of one of the things ignored during Comic-Con. It was announced, but beyond that, nothing. And then uh, I guess we'll end on this. This was not certainly the biggest. It was just sort of the one that slipped my mind, actually, in all honesty. Okay. Uh, Matrix 4. Yeah. Um, so he died. <laughs> yeah. So did she. Yet they're both signed on, so... Prequel. Maybe. And so for those of you who are curious, uh, Neo, Keanu Reeves, and Carrie Ann Moss, and I cannot remember the name of her character right now. Trinity. Trinity. Are both signed on for the Matrix sequel, slash whatever it is, Matrix 4. Uh, is this going to be anything beyond the Wachowski screaming, no, I can still do it? I don't know, but... I hope it's good. So do I. Again, we talked about the importance of The Matrix and how The Matrix is the first rated R film for a lot of people. It is the start of sci-fi for a lot of my generation. It was important in its day. That first one, for sure, is absolutely great. Yeah, enterthematrix.com and all that. The AS... The AR game to play to find out what the heck the Matrix was and all this. Yeah, and uh, I hope it makes them enough movie to where they can make Speed Racer 2. Hmm. If they ever do, Speed Racer seems to be the one that has the most cult following to it. <laughs> uh, though their other one has a bit of a following too. Cloud Atlas? Yeah. Not Cloud Atlas, the one oh. after that one. The one that people forget exists because yeah. it was so terrible. Clearly I did too. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people say, did the critics get this wrong? And I've also seen a lot of people be like, yes. Because I've seen a lot of people, and again, we've gotten to the discussion about, a full discussion about the Wachowskis that are probably coming a Matrix review later, but whether or not the Wachowskis are considered cult filmmakers, whether or not they're considered geniuses that can't do it, or whether or not they just sort of throw a bunch of stuff that sounds super fancy and never truly is in but again that's a location for a or a discussion for another day in bigger podcasts 
Indeed. Uh, we've been running long. Uh, How long did we go? A minute 44 this far, so this is going to be hefty. A minute 44? Yeah, or an hour 44. <laughs> I was going to say, what the hell? What is my perception of time? Um, okay, I guess we can wrap it up. Um, yeah, so... If you want to keep us doing this, definitely like, subscribe to us, um, review us on Apple Podcasts for sure, because we only got the one review, and we need some more. Yeah. Hopefully positive. So, do that. Uh, if you like us enough to pay us some money, you may do so at patreon.com slash ragingrobotpartycast. Um, and again, if you pledge 10 or more, you can request a review of something. So just message us on there and let us know what you want. Um, Always accessible on our Facebook page as well as our Instagram account. Instagram, Raging Robot Party Cast is our ID. Uh, I definitely answer our DMs there regularly when we get them. So uh, do that. Email us, RagingRobotPartyCast at gmail.com. And if you want to buy a shirt with some stuff on it (laughs) relating to our podcast... We have our Redbubble, redbubble.com slash r dash r dash partycast. Again, that is redbubble.com slash r dash r dash partycast. Um, that's about all I got. Uh, I think we covered a lot of stuff that happened while we've been away. Uh, we did, and hopefully this, don't know when we're going to record again, hopefully next Saturday, but we'll discuss. Yeah, we'll see. But we'll see. All right. Until next time, we'll see ya. Yes. Bring out your dead! Bring out your dead! Bring out your dead! Bring out your dead! I've lost nine today. Well, when's your next run? Thursday. You think I'll go for a walk? You're not fooling anyone, you know. Look, isn't there something you can do? I feel happy. I feel happy. Oh, thanks very much. Not at all.